Welcome to Balance Stew. Thank you for joining us. We couldn't do this without you, so I pray you continue to support our endeavors while we take this journey together during these very troubled times. Now, me being a minister, I hear a lot of stories. And since we're in the midst of a mental health crisis, it's imperative for us to share and learn from each other's experiences. So in this segment of the Minister of Balance, we will share a story of an adrenaline junkie. Yes, an adrenaline junkie. Here's the setup. Woman's name is Liv Apple. She's from Oregon, and she's in her early 40s at a very pivotal period in her life. She's looking for stability. And in her search, she ends up falling quickly for a guy named Lenny Owens. He's close to the same age, and he's from California. They met while Lenny was in Oregon for a tool and equipment trade show. The attraction was instant. They had no forced conversation. Communication was just nice and smooth. Shared a lot of mutual interests. They both like guns, motorcycles, surfing, skydiving. They love nature um, and flipping dilapidated homes. Now, to make a long story short, they were inseparable. When Lenny returned to California, they stayed in contact. And Liv, she was single and ready to mingle. I mean, when they weren't together physically, they were either texting or talking. And after approximately three weeks, they were in a full-blown relationship. Lenny, at the time they met, he was divorced and overwhelmed. He had a business to run and full custody of two young boys and desperately seeking a partner. So Lenny invited her to move in permanently and Liv, she was couch surfing at the time and needed a permanent place to reside. So moving in with her new boo was very welcomed. Not to mention the fact that she was flat broke. She burned almost all her bridges. Everyone in her family circle was drained and exhausted with her inequities and transgressions. And they welcomed the thought that maybe her new boo could finally be the one to help her turn her life around. But the manipulation began to start right away. When Lenny asked her what she did for a living, she said she was a caretaker and she quit the hospital to take care of her sick mother, when in reality, uh, her old mother was the one that was taking care of her. Uh, letting her crash on the couch and you know, giving her money to keep her afloat. And Liv never paid any of it back to her either. And she was expecting her new boo to take care of her as well. And Lenny had the means. I mean, Lenny had a construction company, like I said, and uh, needed help with the bookkeeping, not to mention he needed help with uh, his two kids. So it appears as though they were both exactly what each other needed. It was a match made in heaven. It was, it was perfect timing. So Liv, pretty much, you know, getting used to her surroundings, she's, she's feeling good for a change. She's reflecting on her Newfound personal life, uh, everything seems to be working out. Her living arrangements are stable. Uh, she's helping her new boo with the bookkeeping. Uh, her man's happy. Uh, the kids like her and they're content. But yet she feels unsettled and anxious and unsure. So she tells herself, you know, uh, she's thinking in her mind, you know, since everything is going well, it wouldn't hurt to play a game or two just to keep this streak of good luck going. She imagines the flashing lights, the loud bells, and envisions the same 
suit of digital cards from video poker when you hit the royal flush. She's ready to spend some money she knows she doesn't have. Her addiction is starting to regain control of her mind. You guessed it, folks. She's back on the internet playing video slot machines, and the lights are glaring, shiny and bright. The bells are ringing loud and piercing. Her gambling addiction is back in control. Now her lies are starting to mount. She's cooking the books, stealing, forging checks, taking out payday loans at 50% interest she can't pay back because uh, she's still on a losing streak. She's defrauding her new boo. She's trying to regain control, thinking she can turn the tides, trying to win by any means necessary, holding on for hope, thinking that the very next play, she will hit the jackpot. So, her new boo, Lenny, comes home early from work and lives sitting up on the porch and Lenny sees the repo man driving off with his car attached to the back. He looks at Liv in bewilderment. He's like, what the hell? And she lies, talking about, I got an accident and the car needed repair. He suspected that she might be lying but decided to give her the benefit of the doubt. So he remained silent. Turns out the car was just a tip of the iceberg. She exhausted all the finances and Liddy knew things were tight, but he didn't know the house was in foreclosure. But when the jewelry, clothes, and furniture came up missing, he suspected as much. But she kept lying and Lenny's love for her in his mind was, was distorting his reality. In other words, the sex was good. And the stakes were getting higher by the minute. She knew if he found out, he would throw her ass out. It was just a matter of time. She thought about how devastating it would be if she had to start all over again. She didn't want to go back to couch surfing. In her mind, she only had one card left to play. So the next day she carries on like any other day. Gets the kids off to school. Lenny's still asleep after a late night job. She drops the kids off, then doubles back to the crib. Gets a 12 gauge out of the garage, goes upstairs, and ambushes Lenny. Shoots him in the side of the head, all while he's sleeping. He laid there lifeless, blood gushing all over the place. She then staged a fake robbery. She obviously watched too many episodes of Sanford and Son. She was on the police radar right from the start. First off, nothing of serious value was taken from the home, and the windows were busted from the inside out. And on top of that, they could prove she was there at the time of the murder, because they checked the location coordinates from her cell phone, and uh, she didn't even wait till the rigor mortis started to sit in on poor Lenny. Turns out after she killed him, she called an Uber from the crime scene directly to the insurance company. But she didn't end up getting any cash though. She didn't end up cashing out that $500,000 life insurance policy because her destiny was pretty much etched in stone when the police found the murder weapon sitting on top of a snowbank across the street from the crime scene, which was quite symbolic and foreboding too because that bitch was cold as ice. Now to conclude the story, I will give my two cents. Folks, please beware when the relationship is too exciting at the beginning because there's always going to be some rain after the sunshine. And in this case, when it rained, it poured. I mean, you cannot start a relationship on a lie. It will never work. You'll have to keep on lying. And sooner or later, you will get found out. Liv was a gold digger and a leech, expecting everybody to bow down to her every whim. She had the spirit of the Jezebel. 
Now, in regards to Lenny, he was vulnerable. You know, he got caught up in the sunshine and the crosswinds, looking for a serious relationship, someone to be an equal partner, and instead he got swindled, killed, left with a mountain of debt, and on top of that, now his kids are orphans. Now, there's a possibility, as crazy as it sounds, is that the relationship could have worked. Now, if Liv would have told the truth right from the beginning, laid all the cards on the table, no pun intended, faced her addiction, her gambling addiction head on with maybe some therapy and some couple counseling and church, maybe, just maybe, she could have turned her life around and been a good partner to Lenny and a good role model to the kids. You know, this whole setup reminds me of two scriptures. First, Proverbs 12, 19. Truthful lips will be established forever, but a lying tongue is only for a moment. Proverbs 13, 11. Wealth gotten by vanity shall be diminished, but he who gathereth by labor shall increase. We can all be redeemed, but only if we face our iniquities and transgressions head on. And please remember, even though a situation may appear dire, stay grateful. God gives us all mercy. And even though we sin and have many shortcomings, God still blesses us with love and grace. That concludes today's show. Thank you for supporting Balance Do. We're a veteran-owned tax-exempt nonprofit organization. All proceeds from donations go toward furthering our message of inspiration, positivity, and spiritual guidance, all geared towards strengthening the community. We need your continued support, whether it's listening to our podcast, reviewing it, sharing it, volunteering, or donating. Uh, and for more upcoming information and events, please go to our website at balancedo.org and remember we don't bend we don't break we keep it together for heaven's sake let's take this journey together folks remember God blesses those who bless others and listen to the advice and accept discipline and at the end you will be counted among the wise hope to see you soon peace